0: Welcome, everyone, to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin, of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate, plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Welcome everyone to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> oh, I thought I had that turned off for the loop. But I didn't. <laughs> I hope you can hear me over there I am see yeah yeah it should be good should be good I think I have everything settled so that we don't have the trouble that we had last week I won't swear to it well not last week Tuesday I don't know why I had it in my head it was last week when it was just Tuesday. So good morning and good Memorial weekend. Mm, this, does this count as Eve? Because, um, I mean, it is Friday and technically Memorial. Well, I guess, you know, Friday after work would be uh would be it good morning mike the philippine nomad i know you said you had to run a quick errand but if you happen to get back real soon uh i want to say good morning good morning and good morning to all y'all over on the other social media sites I'm streaming today both to Holstein House Facebook and to my personal Facebook page. So folks who may want to stop in there can do so. I do have Nest running. I'm getting ready to start the recording on it. Um, uh, Let's see. Now it says start room recording and start podcast recording. So I'm going to choose room recording and see what happens there. I think that might pick up anyone that may happen to stop over and want to say hello on Noster Nest. And I did listen. Uh, I hadn't listened for a little while to the replays. Um, I'd been trying to do that for a long time, but had stopped just because I'm lazy sometimes. And I listened to it again the other day. I listened to a couple of them the other day and I was getting loud again. I've got the, I uploaded the intro and the outro for the podcast to StreamYard so that I can play that from here instead of trying to go back and add it to the um, audio later. And that way when I, when I strip the audio from the, the broadcast to upload onto uh, Podbean. I don't have to do all of this finagling and adding and taking away and trimming and this, that, and the other. But I did notice that the intro and the outro are different um, levels than what I'm speaking. So I thought, well, make a little more conscious effort not to get too loud so that you're not blasting people out. I really hope to, I don't don't really want to um, have to do more tinkering, you know, more editing than absolutely necessary because I find that sometimes, thank you, thank you for that like over there, Carla. Um, I, I I don't, I just don't have the time to do it and I don't have extra people to do it. And it's just kind of, um, it delays me. It delays me. If I have to go back and, um, edit the audio to upload to Podbean, to go out to the podcasts and to, uh, Fountain FM and stuff, then it just slows, slows the whole process down. And I've missed days before, like on Friday, I would, um, I would not get things, the Today's show, like, I would not get it uploaded until sometimes on Monday just because I I just don't have a lot of time to spare. I'm awfully tight on my time. I, uh, I hate being this tight where it's just the slightest thing can throw you off for, for a couple of days. But there's light at the end of the tunnel, I hope. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that by the 1st of June, things will have light, loosened up quite a bit. So welcome to Friday Live Unscripted. I'm going to be a um, a little more scripted today uh, as long as we don't have a lot of questions. It's not that I don't want you to ask questions. I do. It's just I know that a lot of folks don't necessarily have questions and they may be listening or they may be listening later. And so I do have a few things I want to go over uh, today. And and I'll answer any questions that pop up as well. But today I want to kind of talk about some of the things. And Monday or Tuesday's episode was episode um, uh, 65, and there was a lot, lot of audio issues. StreamYard just locked up on me hard several times. I think that was part of, I think part of the reason for that was this processor in this uh, laptop that I'm using. Just doesn't have the ability to manage all of the stuff that I had open. So I had Streamyard open, I had Nostrad open, I had Telegram open, and I think I think there was something else I had open. And I was going through trying to close those so that uh, I could free up some some of the resources. And it just it really just locked my machine down. But I also noticed on Tuesday that several of the other. Uh, podcasts and broadcasts and things that i i listen to while i'm doing other things we're having issues too so i'm wondering if there may have been some solar flares or something that kind of cropped up and, and got in our way and caused a little bit of headache for everybody because those solar flares we forget about them and they'll send um Uh, magnetic pulses and stuff that interfere with telecommunications and stuff. So um, it's possible that that's what was going on. And then we saw, um, good morning Chrissy, good morning Dixon Way, the the Dixon Way, not just Dixon Way, the Dixon Way. Um, We, uh, you know, that the Ron DeSantis. Now, this is not a pro or con Ron DeSantis. This is just a statement. Ron DeSantis announced his candidacy on using Twitter and working with Elon Musk, and they had a lot of issues. So if Elon's having a lot of issues over there, I'm not gonna get too tore up about having some issues over here. So, uh, it's good to see everybody today. Don't be afraid to pop your questions in there. I may have to come back and see them because I'm jumping back and forth on that. You don't see it, but I'm I'm hopping back and forth on screens and looking at my notes and trying to catch the Nostriness and trying to catch the telegram and and trying to catch all the things. So, um, don't uh, don't get too um, frustrated with me if it takes me a few minutes to get back to you. So some of the things to just kind of want to talk about today if we get a chance. Some of them are repeats from Tuesday because I was talking and no one was hearing. <laughs> uh, some of the stuff coming up this week uh, in, in the coming week, um, I want to uh, kind of touch base on that and touch base a little bit about some basics of, uh, of running a, a small B&B from your home or your homestead. Um. I, I kind of want to get into a series of that, and uh, today I want to talk a little bit about breakfast. won't be a long, long conversation, but we'll talk a little bit about that. I'll bring you up to date on the garden and the poultry. Talk some more about the highball to Thurman race that our guest last weekend was, uh, participated in. I, I'm not sure if you got to hear it uh, as much of it um, Tuesday because we had so much trouble, but we'll kind of skip through that a little bit, talk a little bit about the meaning of Memorial Day, the meaning of Memorial Day, and then I'll bring you up to date on what's going on at my church this summer, because I just did the new newsletter, have a bunch of the uh, 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 envelopes stuffed to go to the members who are shut in, who can't get out and don't use social media or computer-like facebook and stuff that won't be able to see it so i do have a few of those that i mail out old fashioned post office my tax dollars at work and some of you guys's too so we'll talk a little bit about that today and i'm i'm glad to see everybody here and i hope you guys are going to um have good plans for this memorial weekend i know i I did have a bit of a uh, um. It wasn't an actual scheduling issue, but Dad called me yesterday evening and uh, and said he wanted to do, you know, on Fridays he has that INR test. And he usually comes over about noon when the weather's good and when he's feeling up to it. He'll come over here, helps get him out and about a little bit. And um, he comes over about noon. So I he wanted to come over early because he's going with my half-sister over to the, the cemeteries today we we'll do a big round of runs to all the different cemeteries that we've got family in. And um, they were going to leave, and he said he wanted to come over here about 1030 this morning. Well, so I hopped on here, and I, I was setting up the the live live stream, and I was making that adjustment, and I said, you know, we're going to start at eleven thirty 30 instead of 10 30 because of that. And then dad called back and said, no, no, I'll just come over now. We'll do it a day early. So I do need to uh, upload his test results for that, which were, were okay. They may adjust these medicine a little bit, but um, I, I, I kind of think they won't. Um, I need to do that here after we finish today, but we did his test yesterday evening. And um, so that freed me up to be back here at the normal time, which I hope didn't confuse too many people. And I'm I'm sorry for that if it did, and, and I apologize. But I thank you guys for being here. So this is episode 66 of the Holstein House podcast broadcasting. I'm gonna I need to change my little notes here. I've got podcasts, and I've changed it to broadcast because we're doing the YouTube, and we're doing the Noster Nest, and we're doing the um, the uh, uh, podcast, uh, and we we broadcast. To YouTube, to Fountain, uh, Fountain goes from uh, Podbean to Apple Podcast, Google, uh, Spotify, Amazon, TuneIn, iHeart, and all of those things. <clears throat> um, and I ask you to, 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 to. to do the whatever is appropriate for the app that you're using. Uh, thumbs up or, or hearts for the likes and boosts and zaps and clips and subscribe. Please subscribe and uh, please share that with your friends and your families and your followers. I'm, I'm hoping to get this tightened up a little bit. I know I've been rambling for a long time and I hope to get my, my routine, my regular, you know, broadcast sections and stuff tightened up so it's less rambly. And more uh, information for everybody that uh, that they can use in some form or some fashion. So, if you pres- if you participate in the value for value exchange, if anything I say today is a uh, value to you, makes you feel good, makes you mad, makes you uh, sad, gives you any kind of the emotions, <laughs> I hope you express that in uh, either the zaps or the likes or the um, or the tips, depending on what. Uh, what application you're using? Be sure to follow Hosting Hosting House or RobinHolstein.com on your major social media uh, apps and networks: uh, Facebook, YouTube, Noster, Clapper, TikTok, Rumble, Freestanding, MeWe, Instagram, Twitter. If you go to uh, RobinHolstein.com and go over to the contacts page, I've been updating that. I think I have everything there now, so uh, you can find your favorite social network there. And uh, don't forget, if you're on Telegram, I do have Holstein House uh, group over there. It's t.me slash Holstein House. And again, if you can't remember all that, just go to RobinHolstein.com and go over to the contacts page, and we will be there. All righty, well, we're getting ready to, along with the weekend, which Memorial Day we'll talk about in a few minutes, we're getting ready to have a week off, if you want to call it that, but we've got a lot of work scheduled to be done. Um, we need to uh, work on the uh, air conditioning issue. I did touch on this a little bit Tuesday. For those of you uh, who were able to, to hang out Tuesday or may have heard the uh, broadcast, um, that part of it, um, we have to get that condenser unit, or I think that's what it's called. To, that fits the uh, the heating unit uh, properly so that the leaking, it's still dripping condensation. Not as bad, but it's still dripping. And it's mostly because the condensation unit is too small for uh, for the system. So, um, wait, no, it's too big. No. <laughs> See, this is why I'm, I'm not in HVAC. No, it's too small. The heating unit is a little is wider is bigger than the condensation unit so it blows up past it and and the velocity of the air that blows up is blowing the condensation out over the pan and I mean it makes sense when he explains it to me and then I can't explain it back it's the same reason I can't tell jokes back I'm not very good at repeating jokes and I'm really not that good at storytelling which is part of the reason I have trouble with some of these social media sites and things um I'm just not that good at storytelling. So, uh, I, I never really was. I don't know if that's a, one of those things you're born with or one of those things you learn, but I, whatever, I, I didn't get it. So it's, uh, it's hard for me to do that. Um, but, um, Then I hope we can address a little bit of the Ramsey property, which we talked about. It's a house that we own that has to have a lot of work done. There's some structural issues, and we have to have, there's a room on the front that has a lot of termite damage, and we need to get that shored up so that we can start clearing it out. And um, it's not about to fall in. The house isn't, but the floor is bad, and it's starting to sag, and if we don't get that shored up, then we do run the risk of that upstairs floor coming down. So we need to get that short up so that we can deal with it. Uh, and hopefully next week will be the start of that. Um, I'd like to get those those two major things out of the way and then maybe be able to take a few days and uh, run over to the river or maybe down to um, Mud River Lake and dam and get some fishing in because that would be fun. I haven't been able to go fishing in a long time and I enjoy it. I do bait my own hook. You know, I've baited it with minnows. I've baited it with worms. I've baited it with pieces of meat, <laughs> chicken liver and all that stuff. I don't mind that. And most of the time, if I do catch something, I can get it off the hook. Sometimes I do struggle with it. And Miss um, Trollstein has to help me. But I do have the, the multi-tool, you know, and I can pull the, it's just sometimes it's, it's just an experience thing. Somebody that's more experienced can get it get it done a lot quicker than I can and um, that's why we have our spouses that's why I have Mr. Holstein so hang on to him because I need somebody to get the fish off the hook (laughs) so that's kind of what I've got planned in next week while he's off when we get those things done then we can we can do you know catch a little a little relaxation out on the out on the water and maybe get some fresh caught, caught. fish over here for a little while. I wanted to touch on just a little bit, you know, um, I want to do a little bit of a series on having a B&B in your homestead or in your home or on your property. And uh, today I just kind of want to touch on a little bit on the basics of breakfast. And what I'm seeing a lot of trend-wise, are people with the tiny houses, with the little buildings, or with the cabins and things that they're very, they're very well set up, but they don't provide breakfast. And I've seen people when they use, because they use Airbnb or one of those type of, of, um, of uh, short-term stay uh, apps, it, say that the B&B means bed and bath, and that's, that's not correct. Uh, even with Airbnb, back in, if you if you read the story, the history of Airbnb, it wasn't airbed and bath. It was airbed and breakfast because they had cereal. I mean, it was just you know throw an airbed in the sky's college room, or I think it was actually a couple of guys sharing an apartment while they were in college and renting out some space on an airbed. But they they had breakfast, they had cereal and stuff, so it wasn't expensive, but. It was breakfast. It wasn't bath. Um, so you know, providing breakfast is. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be just dry cereal. It can just be um, bread and fruit and things. But it is one of the key elements in a B and B. Now here at Holstein House, I do a couple of things, and you've heard me talk about these before. I provide a basic light continental breakfast for everyone, whether you use Airbnb to reserve your room or if you direct book. Those things are the same. I provide a couple different types of bread. We're talking bagels, English muffin, and white bread. Now that's three, but there's always at least two of those there. Sometimes I provide um, um, homemade sourdough if I have it, Uh, but always those are there. I provide juice and milk. I don't put a gallon of milk out. I have a couple containers that I put. It depends on how many guests I have. If I have just the one guest, I'll put like uh, a pint of milk. If I have two guests, I'll put a quart because you figure that they use uh, some on their cereal. If they drink some, you know, everybody gets two cups. Uh, I also provide orange juice and the same way. Eight ounces if it's just one person, 16 ounces if it's two. Because you don't use, you know, you drink a glass of juice with your breakfast, you don't put it on your cereal. So you don't use it as much as you would milk. And some people use milk in their tea or their coffee. I do provide, um, I have the Keurig with several different types of uh, K cups for regular and decaffeinated coffee. One of them is a donut house, and one of them is just plain. Uh, I do have some K cups of tea, uh, some K cups of apple cider. And some K-cups of um, hot cocoa. And technically, the hot cocoa is just chocolate milk that, or dehydrated chocolate milk, like Swiss mist, that you pour hot water over because that's how that works. The um, the tea is the same thing. I've looked in those containers. It's not really tea leaves because it's just pouring the hot milk down over it or the hot water down over it off of the creak. But I do provide those. Those are there in a little drawer for people to choose. I have carry out cups with lids if they want to use them. And I also have ceramic cups if they want to use them. Provide drink glasses for milk and juice and obviously the tableware. I set out. um, I have little stainless cups, little um, condiment cups, little stainless condiment condiment cups that I put uh, butter. I put uh, cream cheese and I put Some form of jelly. It's usually grape jelly for everybody. So when you have breakfast at Holstein House, you have a basic continental breakfast. There's some fruit there, usually apples and bananas. Usually a few red, delicious apples and some Granny Smiths, and some bananas. So you you have a a small selection, just like you would at a big hotel chain. And you've heard me mention before, for my direct book guests, I do. Different breakfast. I do the fried corn mush with bacon, and um, of course juice and coffee. Or I do a rice and blueberry or strawberries. Now usually it's blueberries, but it's 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 a rice. It's a breakfast rice porridge. It's called with uh, blueberries or strawberries in it. It's it's nice, and it either has sausage or bacon and toast with it. Uh, the corn mush. I don't usually provide toast but the rice, I will. But, I mean, there's also uh, bagels and stuff at the bar, too, or at the bar, at the buffet, too. So, I believe that it's very important to provide breakfast. Now, breakfast it doesn't have to break the bank. It doesn't have to eat up all of your profits. The fact of the matter is is when you're running when you're doing this from your home or from your homestead uh, and you're providing breakfast, it's a very, very minimal cost because you're all, you already have those things as a rule for your family unless you're running like a four or five bedroom BnB. That's a whole different ballgame. If you're trying to bring in a little extra money, a little side hustle money for your homestead or your house or your home, um, this isn't a big expense. A lot of the breads can be frozen, not for months on end because you do look at freezer form, but you burn, but you can, you can freeze them. You can get the uh, frozen juice. You can use, um, well, the coffee is curry, so they don't really, I mean, I guess if you kept them long enough, they would go bad, but you're not buying a lot of them at one time. And when you do the math and I have a, I have a spreadsheet for mine. When you do the math, you're only talking about $4 maybe out of your, what you're charging for your room to put out breakfast. I mean, a banana is not that much. An apple is not that much, you know, and they, they keep. So if you buy a bag of apples for four bucks and you're only using one, you're looking at like a quarter. Obviously, have to do the math on that, but it, it's it's not that much to add that value to your bed and breakfast. If you are offering, if you're having a um, a cabin or an off a a, a separate building for your B and B, you can still do this. You can still provide a a. It doesn't have to be a full loaf of bread. Um, you can provide, you can put a, you can have a, um, a container that has a lid. I use, sometimes I use a a cake dish, a, a large cake dish with the dome lid. And I will put a, a little paper doily in the bottom or on the bottom of the, of the cake, uh, stand. I have some of the clear, uh, plastic dishes like you get for parties and stuff, um, and, and I set that on top of that doily so that you can see the doily, but the doily's not getting dirty. And then I will put, you know, a couple muffins, a couple bagels, whatever I'm providing for my guests on those sometimes. And you can put that lid over and it keeps them from going stale. You can do that. You can have a, uh, you can get um, these really interesting bread boxes that are clear plastic that you can set some food in. If you're, if you're not, if you're not hosting a whole large family, you don't have to put a whole loaf of bread. Are you providing it for a week? Then you may maybe you want to put a whole loaf of bread. But you know, you can provide that's not that much of an expense to provide to your guests. Some fruit, a fruit bowl or something. You know, do you want to put regular milk in the refrigerator? I mean. You do the math on that. Maybe you want to get some shelf-stabled, highly pro- that high processed shelf stable milk to keep in there so that, you know, it's not going bad. But you can keep it in the refrigerator so it's still cold. So there's a lot of options. But I really think that there is a, a, a good value in offering breakfast to your guests. Do you offer to bring them in? I was thinking about for the, uh, uh, when I was trying to work with Hip Camp, before they decided I wasn't and that's fine that it wouldn't work under their um, under their uh, program to offer breakfast as an additional option to people who might stay here you know in tent camp in my yard or something you know so it it's I think it's an added value and I think that it can benefit people uh, running 2x to catch up oh my gosh Mike I don't know if I can <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, run it twice speed. I don't, I sound like a chipmunk when you run it twice speed. I tried that once. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But there, that's, um, I, I don't want to spend a lot more time on that because I got other things to do But to talk about today. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, consider consider the full cost of offering breakfast as part of your B&B because it's very well worth it. And it's it, it can set you apart from other ones in your area who just offer the room. You know, there's ways to do it. There's ways. And there's other options to just that. If you have guests that are coming and just darting out the door, maybe you offer a grab bag, you know, a bag to go. And we can talk about that at another time. But uh, so for the for me, it's too late to use your Memorial Weekend. Discount, but if you're wanting to come stay with us and you want to direct book, and that's where your best deals are going to be, you're going to go to robinholstein.com and select Holstein House from the drop from the menu. Now you'll see a couple of drop downs. One of them is Air. You'll you'll click on Holstein House, and you'll see one that says Airbnb. You don't need to click that one unless you want to use Airbnb, and that's fine. You just click Holstein House itself. When you direct book at this point, I have a 10% off discount for West Virginia Day. West Virginia Day is uh, June 21st, and if you put in uh, the promo code WVDAY, that's West Virginia Day, um, you will get 10% off the total cost of your stay if you direct book for your stay between the 16th of June and the 23rd of June. Uh, That promo code is active now, and today is the um, 26th of May in the year 2023, in case you happen to see this later. So this uh, discount, West Virginia Day, 10% off is good between now and the 16th of June, 2023. If you stay here between June 16th and the 23rd, and it doesn't have to be all those days, it's any of those days. So your total stay between June 16th and the 23rd, you'll get 10% off if you use the promo code West Virginia Day when you direct book. So that uh, that does not apply to Airbnb. So go to RobinHolstein.com and choose Holstein House from the menu. Okay, a quick update. The front porch garden is doing very nicely. And I, it's a fruit garden, I guess, <laughs> because I've got my blueberry plant, which is still, still doing okay, still showing signs of life. Uh, It's not growing that fast, and I don't know if it's because blueberry plants don't grow that fast or not. I'm not sure about that, but um, the uh, blueberry plant is doing well. The uh, strawberries that are in the ground are doing very well so far. They're growing nicely, look really, really good. Uh, I did swing by on Wednesday after Bible study, I had some errands to run for my dad, and I did swing by the farmer's market and picked up a couple of hanging baskets with strawberries. I'll have a blog post on that soon with those photos on them. They're really nice. They're just, I usually put geraniums out front, and I thought, well, I'm trying to um, increase the amount of, of Food that I'm producing here, even if it's in little amounts, because I don't have a giant strawberry patch where we can get pints and pints and pints of strawberries. But I have a few strawberry plants, and you know, maybe able to get a handful here and a handful there, which is better than nothing. So I'll um, I'll be uh, I, I picked up a couple of these really nice. I saw them hanging, and I thought, you know, I like those better than the geraniums. And I mean, those puppies are at least a yard long. So they're hanging, the basket itself is gorgeous, they're, they have babies hanging like you see on the uh, on the spider plants that people get in the, and put in their homes, and you have the little babies hanging, and you can pick those off and start new ones. These are gorgeous, they already have some fruit set, so um, yeah, picking one here or there is going to be fun, and uh, they smell wonderful, and I have them each on each side of the stairs coming up on the porch, and if the wind is just right and you smell those nice sweet strawberries, they're just gorgeous and I also picked up a uh, it's not technically a cherry tomato because it, it has a different name to it and I don't have that in front of me so I can't remember what it is right off but it is a it's a tomato it's an odd little shaped tomato not a nice little round one like a cherry tomato or a plum tomato but it's in a hanging basket and it's already starting to hang a little bit and I've thought about doing that before but I've just never actually did it put it a a cherry tomato in a basket I've tried regular tomatoes in baskets and I've tried those hang upside down things they don't they never worked for me I, I really kind of thought those hang upside down ones would work nicely but the plants kept trying to kept trying to curl up towards the sun and they kept breaking off so I just didn't I'd only tried those one season and they didn't work very well But uh, these tomatoes will look really nice. I put that on one side of the house and um, or on the one side of the porch. So uh, hopefully we'll have some some nice strawberries and blueberries and tomatoes. And technically I think tomatoes are fruit. But you know I like tomatoes. I like cherry tomatoes. They're really good. The backyard garden is doing fine. The uh, cherry tomatoes that I have out there are bushing up nicely. Looks like they're going to be able to bind up that arch. I think you remember remember me talking about putting a a garden arch back there, and uh, they look like they're going to do. I got my green beans planted. They haven't sprouted yet, but I was late doing that, so it's no big deal. The um, sweet peppers look nice. They haven't started setting any fruit yet, and they're only just getting ready to uh, bloom, so I'm looking forward to having to having those because I like sweet peppers. The That broccoli asparagus thing that I bought two of to, to see what happens, the uh, groundhog ate most of those, but they seem to be recovering okay. And I've, I've got them up higher than what the groundhog can reach. So I'm hoping that they'll recover enough that we can at least get enough for a little bit of a side dish so we can try it and see if we like it. Maybe next year we'll grow them again. The ducklings they're just so adorable. They're over 2 weeks old. Now they were 2 weeks old on Wednesday and they're starting to get in that leggy preteen kind of looking, you know, oddity look to them. They're still furred. They haven't they haven't uh, started having feathers yet. But uh, they're uh, they're They're just kind of lanky and goofy, and they're starting to do a little bit of their own thing. I noticed this really on Tuesday that Mama Duck would go down over the, there's a little slope in the back of the run, and she'd go down there and start nosing around for bugs and stuff, and the babies would stay up, and they were still eating, you know, and then they would notice, oh, she's not here, and then they would go down. Well, this morning when I let them all out, the babies come out, well, the chickens came out first, but the babies come out ahead of Mama. The babies went over this way, over towards the fence. Mama went down this way, and and then they came over, and they, the babies got some uh, some feed, and then they did this, that, and then Mama come back up. So, it's like they're um, getting a little bit of uh, independent behavior, a little bit of independent activity going on there, uh, not um, not depending on Mama as much as they had been. So, uh, I, it, it's interesting to watch. It's interesting to watch. Them uh, uh, start, you know, growing and and doing a little bit of independence. Now, when we've had them before, we got them from the tractor supply and kept them in uh, in in the house uh, for a long time. They were about were they this age? Well, the ones that I had before were just pecans, and they were yellow. And they how long did I keep them in the house? I think. They were about six weeks before I actually turned them loose out in the run. Now, that was a combination of not being familiar with them, not having spots ready for them, and just a bunch of stuff that you learn as you uh, as you start having um, any kind of uh, livestock that you're you're starting to um, to raise or grow or whatever you're, you're happening to do. So, let's see. Okay, that was that. That was that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um I didn't mention the highball to Thurman. Where did I put that in my little notes? The highball to Thurman. I think this was this was part of what got kind of chopped. Front because of the technical issues that I had on Tuesday. The highball to Thurman race is the one that my guest from last weekend ran, and it went from Montgomery, West Virginia, which is a few miles east of me, to Thurman, West Virginia, which is kind of southeast of me, uh, out route uh, West Virginia Route 16 and across uh, the New River Gorge. Um, I don't know, I don't think they went across the bridge, but they're the New River Gorge National Park, which is newly designated in the last couple of years as a national park. It was a fifty-mile race. Okay, that was crazy. So um, they they chose the name the Highball had to do because Thurman was a mining town and known also for the railroad. And you needed the railroad to get the the coal out of the mining towns, obviously. And we've kind of talked before about these um, very remote areas especially in the early days of the state and the first part of the uh, 1900s, that the only way in and out of some communities was on the railroad. You either walked the track, rode your horse on the track, or you rode the railroad train, rode the train. So the highball is a signal. It was a signal used uh, in the early railroad years to signal that the track was clear. And so the highball's up, the track's clear, and the train can can carry on. So they named this the highball uh, Highball to Thurman, meaning that the tracks clear all the way to Thurman, highball to Thurman. And this uh, Thurman in 2010, in the 2010 census, and I would have thought they would have updated this by now because, I mean, this is 2023 and I, I should have looked this up, but on the website for the race, it's the population of five in, 20, in the 2010 census. I'm sure it's probably a little more than that now, but. Um, it was, uh, it, 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 it was the least populated railroad town in the nation in 2010. So they started this run. I mean, this young man, when he reached out to us to stay, he said there's only two things he needed to know. One, did I use Gain laundry detergent? He's allergic to something in Gain laundry detergent. And I said, no, I use a an unscented, uh, the uh, member's, Mark Detergent from uh, Sam's Club. And he said, Can I leave for the race at four o'clock? Because I have to be there at 4 30 and we're leaving the race starts at 4 45. And I said, Sure, because you're gonna get up and go out the door. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna have breakfast at that time, but he wouldn't have been eating at, the, at, the, at that time either. So the he left here at four o'clock to run this race and he he did it in 12 hours and some change i think it was like 12:45 or something like that and or maybe it was 12:37 i don't know it was 12 hours and some change that he ran that race if he wasn't running to place if you ran to place you got less time so i think they were able to do it if you were running to to get one of the awards you you started your race at 6 something and uh, but he wasn't he wasn't running to place he was running for personal best and, uh, and that type of thing, just to participate. So he, he did really well, and he was a really nice guy. I was glad to have him there and uh, to learn a little more about that race, because I wasn't familiar with it at all. So uh, in the next few weeks, just, just for an aside here, in my general area, or within a, a short drive or It depends on what you call a short drive, an hour or so from Holstein House. We have several activities going on Uh, this weekend. Of course, uh, it's too late to reserve a room for this weekend, but we do have festival going on. We have um, Vandalia going on down at the Capitol. Those are all in Charleston. Uh, The 9th through the 11th of June. Uh, Festivals happening again. Now they break festival up. It's uh, weekends through the summer, different weekends. They have different uh, themes to the weekends and stuff like that. But they call it Festival, as in all inclusive, festive all. And that's down in Charleston. Summerfest on June the 10th. Summerfest is at Tamarack Marketplace in Beckley, which is about 45 minutes. Um, southeast of here on uh, 6477. The 10th and 11th, the West Virginia Renaissance Festival is in Lewisburg. Uh, The 12th through the 18th, there's another round of festival in Charleston. The Coal Festival in Madison, West Virginia is from June the 13th through the 16th. The 15th, Rolls-on-the-River Pepperoni Roll Festival in Charleston. Now, that's going to be interesting. I, I've made pepperoni rolls. I'm not famous for pepperoni rolls, but uh, I won't participate in the festival, but I may make some for, for guests if they're interested in it. Something called Yak Fest, Y-A-K, Yak Fest is in St. Albans, the 16th and 17th of June, the Wine and Jazz Festival in Charleston on the 17th. That's always a fun time. There is the Freedom Fest in Logan on June the 20th through the 24th, the 22nd through the 24th, the West Virginia Quilt Festival in Summersville. The Mountain State Art and Crafts Fair in Ripley. Now this crosses the, camp, the month date. This is from June 30th to July the 2nd, and they always have that around the 4th of July. And then the return of the Charleston Stormwheel Regatta is also from June 30th but through July the 4th. So Charleston Stern Regatta used to be a gigantic river festival. And and it went, at one point, they were going almost two full weeks. It was like, just shy of two weeks. And it just got kind of big. And um, they ended up um, stopping it for a few years. And they've brought that back so it's a river festival they used to have boat races and stuff they have a lot of music down on the levee and a lot of vendors and carnival rides and things like that it's really fun so again this is episode 66 And if you're traveling to or through West Virginia on the West Virginia Turnpike or Interstate 6477, consider staying with us. Check out Holstein House at RobinHolstein.com. We accept reservations through Airbnb or by direct book. We do prefer direct book because you get better value. You get better offers and discounts and breakfasts and and options and things like that. Special coffees, special uh, packages and things if you direct book that you don't get on Airbnb, but it's fine if you want to use Airbnb. I have no problem with that and have uh, successfully been using Airbnb since 2017, so it's okay either way. But now I kind of want to talk about this weekend. Uh, It's Memorial Weekend, and uh, Monday is Memorial Day in the United States. And Memorial Day is a day of honoring sacrifice or remembering our war dead. And it's, it's become popular to uh, have commercial sales like this weekend, you know, save $100 on the purchase of this mattress or whatever, Memorial Day weekend sales, in, you know, active now and all these things. And I, I, it's, it's a shame that we've commercialized a lot of our holidays that way, but we have. And um, I personally have always had a peeve about the slamming of all of the days for that are set aside for various, um, all various stages of military service, uh, in and just slamming them all together. Uh, armed Forces Day is for our active duty armed forces, okay, members of the military, civilian services, and things like that, are our, our active duty living armed force members. Veterans Day. Is for our veterans, our living veterans, the ones who have served, whether it was two years or four years or a lifetime. The living veterans that are still here is a way. Uh, it's a day to honor them and um, recognize their past service to our country. Memorial Day is the day that we honor our war dead, and I I understand that we have we have kind of lumped. That into going to the cemeteries for all of our past, our family members who have passed and our friends who have passed. But initially, it was a day to remember our war dead. Uh, It's had a couple different names throughout the history of the United States, and I know it's also celebrated across the world in a lot of other countries, and they have different names for it in other countries. Here in the United States, we call it Memorial Day now. And uh, I am, I like to keep these days separate. I I think if we try to have all of the days for all of the people, then none of the days are for any of the people. It's like the saying from um, Lake Wobegon, if all the children are special. Well, if all the children are special, then none of the children are special. So if, if all of the days are special, then none of the days are special. And I think we need to have specific days for specific um recognitions so that they can have their day. If you have twins and they share a birthday, obviously you see how it is sometimes when these twins are sharing the birthday and like, I just want my own thing. Well, we need to recognize that with our our days such as Memorial Day. And as Memorial Day approaches, we gather as a nation and remember the men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice while serving in the United States Armed Forces. It's a solemn day to reflect on the cost of freedom to those of us here and to pay tribute to those who laid down their lives in defense of our values. We should commemorate Memorial Day by honoring our war dead and recognizing their selfless, their, their selflessness, their bravery, their commitment to the ideals that define our nation. Memorial Day is a, has a profound significance in American history and culture. It was originally called Decoration Day, and they would go, it was after the Civil War, they'd go and honor the fallen soldiers, and both sides did it. And at one point, point, this is just a little aside, the United States Congress passed legislation that said even those in the Confederate Army were to be considered not Confederate anymore, but the war dead, were to be honored. I mean, it it's contentious, I know, but just like an argument within the family, you're arguing, you're fighting within your family, but you're still family. So the Congress of the United States tried to address this schism that was happening in our country and tried to patch that. You can have your opinion about that. That's okay. Everybody's allowed to in this country. And you're even allowed to say it out loud sometimes. (laughs) But um, it it was uh, an observance uh, that started after the Civil War as a way to honor the the fallen soldiers. And today it's a reminder that freedom comes at a heavy price uh, and that the memory of those people who gave their lives should be cherished. Um, Memorial Day prompts us; it should prompt us to reflect on the magnitude of those sacrifices. I, I have an uncle that, uh, my grandfather's brother, who died in, in in the First World War in France, and um, he, you know, he his remains were brought back here. But I didn't know that for a long time. I mean, it was just wasn't talked about. And we came across a picture, uh, a gold star picture of his, and um, I cherish that, and it's going to be published on my uh, blog on Monday to, uh, to, to accompany my post on uh, Memorial Day for Monday, but Memorial Day is a time to acknowledge the, the countless lives that's been lost in various conflicts throughout our history, representing a unique story of, uh, of loved ones, left behind and a future that was unfulfilled. My, my grandfather's brother was just in his early 20s when he died. And, and we, in today's world, we call those people children. You know, they're in college at 20 and we call them children, kids. These kids can't pay their student loans back, you know. That's, I I don't, don't want to go there. <laughs> but these were considered men. They were considered men. They were fighting for their country. And some of them lied about their ages in different times in our country to serve in a certain military and to fight for their country and fight for what they believed in. So we should take the time to remember them and the families who lost them and endured immeasurable loss and recognize the, the resilience and the strength that these people and their families have displayed. Memorial Day provides an opportunity ex- to express our gratitude to those who have dedicated their lives to protecting our freedom, and to preserve the legacy of our fallen heroes, that they're not forgotten. There is a tradition in, mil- in the military of when you visit the grave of a veteran fallen soldier, you put a coin on the grave to show that you've been there. My friend Pat, she used to do that for her husband. They were both in the service, and and uh, he passed before she did. And she would always carry quarters and take this money and put quarters at his headstone every time she was there to visit and others' friends there in the veteran Cemetery when she would go. And um, it was a beautiful honoring tribute, and uh, it would go to not only— commemorate that someone had been there, but but the cemetery would, would at times go through and collect the coins and keep them for to, to for upkeep. It wasn't obviously the the sole, you know, money for the for the cemetery, but but they would do it. And some some areas people put put rocks and, and little trinkets and things on headstones to show that someone has been there to help recognize that they aren't forgotten, that there is someone coming, coming to visit with them. But Memorial Day is a time to set aside our differences and come together as a nation united in gratitude and respect for those who have fought and died in service to our country. Regardless of our political beliefs or personal backgrounds, this day serves as a reminder that the freedoms we enjoy are made possible by the sacrifices of many. And it's a day to honor and support one another, fostering a sense of unity that transcends our divisions. So I'm going to ask you on this weekend, while you're celebrating with your families and your friends and you're going to the concerts and you're going to the picnics and you're going to the races and and the sales and the shops and things like that, pause, please. Pause for just a minute and honor the men and women who have given their lives that we can live in freedom. And we may argue and fuss about what the definition of freedom is, whether this country is still a free country or not. We can do those, but we cannot forget the sacrifices of those who fought for us to have the right to stand up and debate these things in public. And we should never forget and honor our war dead to ensure their legacy and that we never forget in our hearts and in the fabric of our nation, their sacrifice. And that's kind of heavy, I know, I, uh, and it's kind of, I, I worked on that for a while, and I. it's not free-flowing, and it's, it's, it almost sounds canned, because there's only so much you can say, that and there's really nothing that hasn't been said before, but it is important. We cannot forget our history. If we forget our history, we're doomed to repeat it. You know we cannot forget how we got to where we are in this country, or we're going to end up back where we started. There is a great divide in our nation right now, but we have to set that aside long enough to thank those who fought on our behalf. We can debate whether it was a legitimate battle that they fought. We can debate that um, they were sent. by politicians, so that the politicians didn't have to go. All of that's an argument and discussion and debate for another day. But what we should be doing is taking a few minutes, it's just a few minutes of our lives, of the year, to recognize solemnly their sacrifice. You know, when you go to Pearl Harbor, and you go to the memorial there in Pearl Harbor, they ask you to be silent while you're there. We were there several years ago when we were on our vacation. And they say, this is a memorial. This is a burial site. Please be silent. You know, and and yeah, that's what we did. We were quiet while we were there. Other than the sound of just moving around and things, you didn't get into conversation and you whispered quietly to each other and you laid your wreaths or or your lathes, or whatever you had there, your flowers and things for the recognition of those soldiers who, who, who died there in Pearl Harbor. And we should do that. We should take just a very few minutes of quiet time to reflect on the fact that we can do this. We don't have to be told to do it. We voluntarily do it. And we're grateful for those who gave their lives so that we can, because you know what? There are a lot of places like in Ukraine where right now people don't have the choice. They don't have the option. They can't go on the picnics because there's active war happening. And there are countries like China where the people aren't allowed to stand up and disagree with their government. No matter what you may see on television, you'll never see an average Chinese citizen stand up in Tiananmen Square and protest. It's not going to happen. But in the United States, we're allowed to do that nonviolently, but we're allowed to stand up and say, I disagree with my government, whether it's your city, county, state, federal government, doesn't matter. You're allowed to do that without fear of being put in jail. And these people across the world, really, because we have cemeteries for our war dead in many countries across the world, died, so that can happen. So, you know, I'm winding down from that, and I appreciate your time on it, and I really hope that you do take just a few minutes to spend in reflection of the great things that we have because of the people who were willing to die for our country. And I'll, I'll finish up today. Let me tell you just real quick about the activities at the church. Um, again, we're allowed to do these things. We can choose our own churches. We can choose not to go to church. We have these rights in this country. I did mention on Tuesday, but because of the uh, technical difficulties that we had Tuesday, I wanted to go back over it real quick. Our John 1721 project that I've been working on at, uh, for our uh, for our church, um, we have our official start date. Oh, I was looking for my newsletter. We have our official start date for um, June the 6th. June the 6th is when the West Virginia State University um, Nutrition Program, uh, it's called, oh, it is the, I can't read it now. Oh, here it is. Expanded Food and Nutrition Education Program through West Virginia State University is going to start uh, twice a week for six weeks. Their uh, food nutrition program, we're going to start with healthy drinks. And they're going to, she's going to teach uh, the young people middle schooler-ish, upper elementary and middle school kids about using fruits and things to inf- infuse water as an alternative to sugary drinks. And she's got a whole program for that. And and I'm looking forward to that. Um, this is the, the newsletter I'm just getting ready to put in the mail. Uh, then that's um, Katira Hogan is the one that's going to do that. Then Eden Climier-Stern is with the West Virginia Tree Minders Extension Agents. She's going to do a container garden starting in July. And then I do have uh, commitments from the AARP uh, to do several dates uh, in the next few months on programs for senior citizens. So I'm looking forward to getting that done. And I will be attending our church annual conference in Buchanan on June 19th through the 11th. So the 9th, 19th, the 9th, June 9th through 11th. So I will probably have to pre record the uh, Friday live. It'll be Friday pre recorded <laughs> on the 9th because otherwise I'll have to do it while I'm driving. And I mean, I can set the I've got a thing so I can set the camera on it but you don't you don't want to do that and I'm not going to do it so it's just going to be I could do I could record it and put it like I'll come up with something but so the ninth maybe June the ninth may be a pre-recorded show. So with that I'm going to finish up and I thank everyone Philippine Nomad and chris and and um, and um excuse me Carla and Chrissy for for stopping by and saying hey and I thank everybody that kind of dropped in over on the Noster Nest I'm going to end that recording now if I can do that here I don't know if you will hear my I don't know No, you won't so I'm going to stop that room recording there so I do appreciate you guys being here. I'm going to go for now. We'll see you again on Tuesday, Tuesday live. And um, you guys, go and and make it make it a really good weekend. And remember to remember our fallen soldiers. So we'll talk to you again soon. Bye bye.